Mac Weldon, it's better than the underwear you're wearing right now. I'll tell you that. I vouch for that. I wear it all the time. And guess who's here in the studio? I always talk about her. My wife happened to stop by, so she's here to vouch for me. Mac Weldon. You look real good in those Mac Weldons, babe. I, I look good. My wife clearly uncomfortable to be on mic, but very passionate in the fact it looks better than that brand I used to wear that shall not be named. It's a nice cut. Very flattering. Very flattering cut. We heard it here. On Beautiful Anonymous, Mac Weldon, it's the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants you'll ever wear. They want you to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, you keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked. Not only do they look good, they perform well, too. Good for working out, go-to-work dates. I can vouch for that. We've been on some good dates while I'm wearing Mac Weldon to get my confidence up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using promo code BEAUTIFUL. When you're trying to tell your story to the world, I can vouch for it personally. MailChimp can help for free. They've got gorgeous pre-designed email templates. You can also code your own, make it feel personal. It's one of my favorite things about using MailChimp, which I've done for many years. You send people an email, it really comes from you. You can feel it. You can make it personal. You put in a little effort, they make it so easy to do so. It shows up in their inbox. They know you put that personal thought into it. They'll show you how to send, when you should send, why people open an email or why they delete it. They'll also help you find your audience. They'll help you grow your business. MailChimp can help you tell your story effectively and find people who care about it more at MailChimp.com. Hello, all you undercover badasses. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hey, everybody. It's Gethard here, and you're about to hear a conversation that I personally felt so lucky that I got to have it. Here, you're about to hear from a person who has walked the razor's edge, has seen some hard stuff up close, and this caller was so cool and positive in the face of a lot of really hard stuff. Really woke me up. Makes me feel pretty grateful about life. So caller, thank you not just for the call, but genuinely for uh, the perspective and the positivity and for being such a, uh, a breath of fresh air while talking about some stuff that that is that is not a breath of fresh air at all. I hope you guys all enjoy this call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hi. Is this Chris? Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah. 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 How about you? How are you feeling? I'm I'm doing good. I saw your um, message said something you know very different from you, and I think also maybe different from your um, usual folks. And um, so here I am. I'm uh, 46 years old and single parent and kid. Um, so I just thought it might be. Cool call and shake things up a little. Yeah, I'm into that. Thanks for calling. Yay! Thanks. Yeah, you don't. You sound very. You sound into this. You don't sound nervous at all. I've been getting lots of nervous people lately. You sound like you're just chilling. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually at work. I'm hopeful that, and I'm in my office. The store closed. <laughs> I'm really hopeful that nobody is looking for me. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I have my phone plugged in in this really awkward position, but um, that's okay. <laughs> so you're hiding yeah, out at work. You're hiding out at work, crouching next to an outlet right now. Yes, that's exactly correct. All right, fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah. So. Uh, um. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh no, you go. It's your it's your call. You go for it. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking how um, I've been reflecting lately, especially because um, right now it's October. I don't know when this is about this will air, but um, it's, you know, breast cancer awareness month and um, I'm a survivor. Oh, wow. And um, it's um, five years actually this month that um, I'm cancer free. So that's really exciting. I think maybe that's why I'm feeling so good right now. Wow. Congrats. Good for you. Thank you. So you're a single yeah. mom and you had breast cancer? I know. Yeah. How old? How, how many kids do you crazy. have? How old are they? Um, I just have one who's 13, um, a son, and wow. um, he's awesome. And yeah, we, you know, we've been through a lot together. I mean, um, we got, uh, got divorced 
uh, from his dad when he was young and um, have a lot of um, cancer in my family. Unfortunately, my, my dad passed away years ago um, from cancer and uh, my mom two years ago from cancer. Wow. And um, I know. And then I had... I had it and also my boyfriend uh, right after my mom passed away. So it's just been really crazy. Your boyfriend so, passed away as well? No, 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 no. He's still, he's still around, thank God. Yes. No, he, he's, he's doing good. So you're both cancer survivors? Yes, exactly. And you guys are still together? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's more cancer than one person should have to deal with in life. I know. It really stinks. And do you live with but your I'm boyfriend? That it's all behind us. Uh, yes, uh, we didn't at the time when he had cancer. Um, in fact, we had planned on moving in together, and then it was like, "Oh, you have cancer." And he's like, "Well, let's wait until you wow. know things are kind of more normal." So, um, but yes, we do now. And did you live together when you when you had cancer five years ago? No, but um, in fact, um, I was single, uh, like for real single, and um, I, you know, had been kind of off and on doing the online dating thing, and um, so kind of like on the, you know, like, oh, I'm kind of getting out of the, you know, cancer stuff, and I was still wearing my hair back from chemo, and um, I just was coming across a couple, you know, go out with a guy and then like kind of like each other. And then I'd be like, oh, you know, I have breast cancer and scars and this and that. And then they were like out of there, you know. And so I decided I was just going to like throw it out there, you know, next time I post it online. And not, you know, totally here's all my business, but just like I'm a breast cancer survivor, you know, just so you know, like so that people kind of know what they're getting into. And my boyfriend was like the only one who messaged me, and he was awesome. So well, that's he cool. Was getting into. That's that yeah. must be that must be good to realize. Like, like I'm getting into this thing with somebody who, at the very least, I know, open-minded, good-hearted person. It's a pretty good starting point. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Wow, I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to. I don't want. Was it for some important work thing that you're now skipping to talk to me? Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you there? Sorry uh, about that. Yeah, I'm here. What was the alarm for? Big board, um, board I meeting? Think I, I was supposed to, uh, Yeah, actually. I mean, no, I think it was... Like, oh, I have to do something on the computer, but it can wait. It's not the end of the world. You're sure? I'm not going to get you fired, right? You're not going to get fired for talking to me. No, you're really not. I swear. There's, like, nobody here. Okay, good, good, good. I'm good. So here's my first question. I don't want to get too grim, but just, like, piecing together all the timing of it. So you're a single mom. Your boy is eight years old. You get cancer. You've lost both your parents Mm -hmm. to cancer. This must be... There must be a world of emotions there that that really I, I would imagine not too many people have have lived through. Yeah, it was it was a tough time. Um, although when I um, my mom passed away actually after kind of the majority of the issues of my cancer happened. So by the time she passed away, I was doing pretty well and kind of. Wow. Um, out of it. She, it, it actually, I mean, if you have to have cancer with your mom, <laughs> it worked out well because <laughs> sort of like when I was doing bad, she was doing good and kind of vice versa. So she, wow. we really helped each other um, get through. So she totally helped with my son and, and his dad totally was, you know, really like, you know, whatever you need, I'll help and stuff. So that's, good. that's good. So he's still in the picture. He's helping out. Yes. That's good. Yes, definitely. I mean, I, I have to give you credit right away. That was by far, the, I would imagine, the most positivity-laced answer to a severely grim question in the history of this show. <laughs> wow, yay. I mean, you know, I've got you. It's sort of like it's, it's in the past. I mean, you know, I probably don't have to say anything that was the hardest. Um, my mom was just the greatest, and, um, and she was, you know, sick for several years. It wasn't a surprise, but... Um, I, I mean, I think about her every day, um, so that's that's hard for me. Um, definitely, I miss her. I think about 
and convey like when something happens, like probably when I get off the phone here, probably the first thing I would normally do is call my mom. So, um, yeah. I, that's hard, but, um, but yeah, I've always kind of had a positive attitude pretty much about the, my cancer, um, anyway. Yeah. I have to say, I, uh, I, I, I applaud that positivity. I would imagine it must be hard to summon that in the face of all this, and you did that immediately. I feel like I opened up three or four doors to real, uh, real, real grim conversation. And you said, "No, you know what? We're good to go. It's in the past. Let's let it be the past." <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it comes up on me occasionally. I, like a couple months ago, I I thought I felt a lump, and you know, I was in a massive panic, and I had an MRI, and it was nothing. So you know, I mean, it definitely it definitely comes upon me for sure. Um, yeah. But I I just I, I just feel like I think you have to. I mean, I, I saw kind of a difference with both my parents. Um, my dad was pretty difficult I mean, not throughout his life but just when he was sick and just really negative and I think it it kind of hastened everything to go a little bit worse and my mom was the opposite and I think she stuck around much longer than maybe she was expected to so um I think that was kind of a role model for me and you know I didn't want to freak out my son and you know I just I kind of you know when you're a mom sometimes you just kind of do what you gotta do yeah how did he handle it was he he must have been scared, or, or did you just kind of, like, shelter him from it at all? Or I would imagine having a son when you've already lost, like, having a child when you've lost a parent, it can't, it's, it, like, did you learn from your experience as a child how to be a parent in that situation? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's actually a really good question. I don't think I've ever thought of that before, but, um, but uh, I can't say funny enough, it's actually not funny, but my mom had breast cancer when I was a child. So, um and she had a different cancer when she passed away. But, um, and I basically didn't know that she had cancer when I was a kid until like I was much, much older, probably like a late teenager. And, um, so, and it's like weird for me that like, I didn't know. And it was very, you know, kind of like, mom's in the hospital. She's okay. And I just knew like I couldn't go in her room sometimes. But I was just, you know, kind of weird and secretive. And I just definitely knew I didn't want to do that with my son. Um, and I think, you know, that was more of a time. I'm not, you know, saying anything bad about my parents. Um, I think back then it was like you whispered about cancer, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but no, I, I was pretty open with him. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, people die, you know, but I didn't want him to be like that scared, but I was just like, I have this thing and, you know, and I have this surgery and I have this and kind of warned him in advance, like after the chemo, I'm not going to be feeling good and lose my hair. He's actually the only person, he asked me if he could see me bald. I have like a lot of curly hair. He asked me if he could see me bald and he was the only person that I let see me bald. Wow. That's like I know. that's like such a specific bonding thing. Was it just out of his pure curiosity, or? Yeah, yeah, because I have like long, long, long brown curly hair, and I think he was just like you know. I mean, obviously, I was wearing I was wearing a wig, you know, outside, and when I was inside the house, I was wearing like a little cap or something over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just like wow. So it was just curiosity, and then he didn't react. It wasn't he didn't react big one way or the other. He actually was kind of like, "Oh my god!" But like with a smile, you know, not like God, that's crazy, you know, but not not like horrified, you know. I think I just like kept it really light, you know, and even like there was a few times when I was trying to tear off the chemo, but other than that, I. I was pretty light, and my mom was really good about, like, oh, let's make mom, like, a picture or a card and stuff like that. And he felt like he was helping, you know, doing something. And so, um, yeah, so I think it wasn't super scary for him. And I think even at that age, um, I don't think you know exactly what cancer is. And so, like, you've heard the word, but... I remember one time saying to him, or saying to somebody, like, oh, I'm a cancer survivor. And he was like, so does that mean that people die from cancer? You know, this was years ago. And 
it occurred to me that he didn't even realize that there was a possibility that, you know, I could die. Yeah. It's intense. Mm-hmm. It's in- I know. Wow. Yeah. And you're five. You're five years old. Mm-hmm. So, so how mm-hmm. do you do? You have to. You have to get screened all the time, huh? Yes. In fact, I just went to my um, oncologist on Monday. How often? And, how often uh, do you get checked out? Uh, about every six months, unless I'm having a freak out about something. <laughs> so, um, a couple months ago, I had an extra um, extra appointment, but um, yeah, every six months I go. Um, and I don't, I don't really regularly, like, to my regular doctor, I'm really, like, on top of, I just don't want to get caught, you know. Like, yeah. And can I ask, good. this might be sensitive, if, if you don't want to talk about it, um, that's okay, but I, I'm, I have not, you know, knock on wood, I have not dealt with this in my, in my close mm-hmm. circle. Have you, did, did you have, is it a mastectomy, mastectomy? Oh, yeah, no, totally you can ask. Um, yes, I did have a double mastectomy um Uh and then um i had uh reconstruct i had actually two reconstruction surgeries i've had kind of a difficult time with the reconstruction it was first time got a little messed up um and i had chemo and i had radiation and i had the whole the whole deal and um recently this is super cool maybe this is like too much information but um i I heard that um, sometimes people got, like, um, tattoos on their breasts after they have reconstruction or even non-reconstruction just because you know, you're really scarred up and everything. And that doesn't really go away. And um, I decided that I wanted to do that. And I got, like, these lotus flowers. I just did it recently, like, a few weeks ago. And it looks really great. And I love it. And so now it's like I don't like, hate looking in the mirror. Wow. So you have you have flowers. You got were you were you a tattoo person prior to that? I had like two little ones. Like you know, if you saw me wearing like normal clothes, you wouldn't know. Um, they were really little. Yeah. So this was like this is big. I mean, these were like hours and hours and hours, like big. Um, and you can kind of see like on my shoulder and like that. They kind of went up a little bit and stuff. So um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. How's your boyfriend? Yeah, like, I, your boyfriend's I, into the tattoos? Your boy- you know, I, 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 he didn't have any, and um, I, I did clear it with him. I mean, not like, you know, would he allow me, but you know, he's, got, he's the one that's look at me, you know. Um, and he was like, oh, I think that's awesome. Go for it, you know. So um, now that it's done, he likes it, and I really like it. So. That's cool. It's heartbreak. It's heartbreaking to hear someone so relentlessly cheerful sixteen minutes in say, "And now I don't feel bad looking in the mirror." You did. You did. You did let some of the pathos shine through on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, interestingly, um, have you? Um, I started recently. I totally did not know that like other people did this, but um, I started watching *Run um, Mississippi*. Have you ever seen that show on Amazon? I have yeah. not. I have not had the pleasure. Um, Tig Notaro. Oh, Tig's the best. Oh, it's Tig's show. I knew Tig had a show. Yeah. And she has, you know, she had breast cancer also. And it's kind of like, I think, semi, you know, autobiographical. And she has a, a, one of the shows of it is like, she will not look at herself in the mirror. And I was totally like, oh, my God, I am the same way. So then I was like, oh, my God, everybody must be like that, too. So um, that really, I think, spurred me on to say that it's time for me to be able to look in the mirror and not wrinkle my nose about it. So, Wow. That's cool. Tig Notaro doing some good. Doing some good via One Mississippi. Yeah. I have to watch that show. I love Tig so much. Yeah, it's so good. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. <laughs> That's cool. I have to confess in my ignorance, because I'm a very ignorant person, I think this show has exposed that again and again. I always thought once... Once someone had a double mastectomy, that that um, that you could not that it could not recur, but it can recur even in a reconstructed, um, even in a re- reconstruction situation, huh? It can. I mean, I think it's definitely less likely, but I think because you still, I mean, they do you know remove. I mean, I'm gross, but they do remove you know most of the tissue, but um, you know you still have like. 
the, the wall sort of like where your skin is that, you know, something, you know, potentially could have been like hiding in there or, you know, something could develop. It's kind of how it was explained to me. You probably have people listening who are like, that is absolutely not true, but that's kind of how I thought that the doctors explained it to me. But I, and that's why they do like the chemo and the radiation to kind of, you know, see if they can just kill anything that's like still lingering. Yeah. And would you, it sounds to me like like we're talking. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm feeling on my end. It's like we're talking about cancer. Cancer has affected you in mm-hmm. so many ways, both personally and in the people you love, right in your immediate family. But it also feels like we keep bringing up that you do talk about it with such, you know, positivity in your voice and everything. Is it? Would you say it's like the defining? Is it the defining? aspect of your life or are you do you refuse to let it be or are you are you wrangling it and saying if it is that it's going to be on my terms like where where do you sit with it overall that is such an excellent question um yes i think it is definitely the defining point of my life for sure i think think like everything changed after and i even i mean really i know it's so weird but i think it almost like changed for good like a just came to a realization, especially, um, especially after my mom passed away too, that, um, you know, I know it's totally cliche, but, you know, life is short. And I mean, I just, you know, I used to kind of be like, oh, you know, I have enough money for this, oh, that, you know, I just was kind of like bemoaning, like, oh, I got a divorce and rare. And then I was like, you know what, that's just bullshit. Like, you know, um, like I, right now I decided to go back to school to get my master's and totally change my career and everything. And, you know, I'm 26. I'm not, you know, young chick, but, um, I just was like, you know, why spend the next 20 years working somewhere you don't want to work and doing something you don't want to do. And, I like encourage my boyfriend, like, let's go with Europe. Let's do, you know, I just like, let's do things. I don't want to regret. I'm going to go ahead and drop a word I don't drop so often in life. You're an inspiring person. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I don't think anybody's arguing that at this point. She is inspiring, right? And it, and it only rolls from there. I'm, I'm, I tell you, I'm not going to dance around this one so much when we come back. But in the, in the meantime, we've got a whole lot of sponsors. They're the people that allow this show to happen. Let's go ahead and check out the products, the services from our sponsors. Finding the right gift for your loved ones, it can be really impossible. Especially guys, it is so hard to shop for guys, okay? How difficult is it finding something that's thoughtful but also useful and practical? I want to tell you about Harry's. Harry's is such a cool service. They have these shave kits. They make great gifts. They're very, very practical. Think about that. People use them during such personal moments, and they'll always think of you when they do. You can make it personal, too. You can get it engraved, all that. I have a Harry's kit. It also it comes in such a nice box. This is not, you know, you go to the drugstore, you get your razors and your stuff, and it's like it's in some packet, that plastic stuff where there's no way to actually open it. You have to stab it apart. And rip. No, this comes in a nice box. You open it. It feels classy. feels cool. If you have not heard of them before, Harry's was started by two best friends, Jeff and Andy. They were fed up with being overcharged for razors. They started their own razor company to give people what they deserve. Great shave at a fair price. This holiday, Harry's is offering a limited edition shaving set, midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can get engraved with initials. Three of Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave. Foaming shave cream that smells amazing. Beautifully designed gift box. Goes for $30 on harrys.com. They also offer handles and sets starting at just $10. If you haven't tried Harry's for yourself... Free shipping ends on December 9th, so act now. Go to harrys.com right now. Get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Don't forget to enter code BEAUTIFUL at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com, code BEAUTIFUL. Thank you so much to all our sponsors, and thank you to our caller who's uh, really opening up, telling us what how real life works. I'm psyched to hear more. I hope you are too. Back to the call. I'm going to go ahead and drop a word I don't drop so often in life. You're an inspiring person. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. We're talking about someone who's seen cancer in your parents, in your boyfriend, in yourself, single mom of many years, working hard, currently hiding from work, of course, but in general, (laughs) 
working, <laughs> nine to five job, also going back to school, also seeing the world, also not letting cancer become this thing that makes you a morose person, but rather a thoughtful and philosophical person, I'm going to go ahead and say everybody should try to live a little more like you. I'm going to go ahead and declare oh that God. 20 minutes in. Wow. Thank you. That's very, that's very nice. How do you do very, all this? Nice. How, do you, mean, how do you work and go back to school and raise a kid and have a boyfriend and travel and have cancer? How do you do all that? <laughs> well, I didn't really, I didn't do the school thing, you know, during the cancer thing. That would have been too crazy. But <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you don't like <laughs> trot on down to the registrar right after you get that news. You probably, right. probably take a couple days off. Exactly. Walk me through. Exactly. I want to. Can you tell me your daily schedule? Like, what's an average day like for you? Um, you know, it's not crazy. I mean, you know, get up and take my son's school and go to work, and um, you know, it's normal. Like, everybody else come home and dinner, take him to baseball. You know, um, and in between there, I have homework and reading, and but it's not. I don't know. I kind of uh, if if I have a lot of stuff to do during the week, I usually on Saturday and Sunday squeeze in some some time and um, to do work. And then I go. I actually do go to a classroom um, one night a week. I don't just do it online. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I like no no was, no. Hey, I got, I can't. Come on, just listening to yourself. You're like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. I wake up early. I get my son to school. I go to work. I come home. I cook dinner. I get him to baseball. Then I do my homework. And it's what are you talking about? You can't just brush that off. Everybody tells me I'm a busy person. Everybody's like, oh, Gethy, you're busy. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Sleep till like nine thirty, ten o'clock every day. And I fart around on the internet while I sit on the toilet, and then I take a shower and I go. And I stress out about comedy nonsense. Here you are. You got this kid. What's it? 13, eighth grade, ninth grade, freshman year? Mm-hmm. Eighth grade, yeah. Eighth, eighth grade, grade, the worst year of life. You have a son who's going through what is everyone's worst year of life, eighth grade. You're getting him <laughs> off does. with this positivity. You're going to work. You work nine to five? Yes. Five days a week? Yes. <laughs> and then you're banging out these online classes, and then sometimes you got to run down to campus with all these coeds. You got this. You got this. You got to cook dinner for the kid. You got to check in with the boyfriend. How, you, this, this is miraculous. Thank you. And you're doing this all <laughs> as a survivor. That's what did it, though. That's what changed it. You know, I kind of thought like, if I this is what I want, then I got to do it. Do it now. Yeah. Don't wait. Do it now. You already waited long enough. You're already in your forties, like. Stop fucking around and do it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying it. I'm That's doing it. awesome. That's awesome. That's cool to hear. And are you studying something that relates to your current job? Or are you like, nope, I'm out. I'm going to study something else. No, it is kind of, I recently changed jobs um, a few months ago. And it's a, it's a little bit closer. I'm studying to be a therapist, actually. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to get that private practice going. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then you know what happens every You know what I noticed? A friend of mine who is a therapist pointed this out. Every therapist takes the entire month of August off. So you're going to become a therapist, get that private practice going. You've lived through so much. I bet that there's going to be a whole network of other people who have lived through similar things, and you'll have specific insight to them. You can help other people navigate these troubled waters that you've had to live through three or four times now. And then you take August off. Mm-hmm. You get that boyfriend take you out to Portugal. I hear Portugal's real cool right now. I hear that's the coolest about Berlin. Nice. Everybody's saying Berlin. You know, live it. It's going to be great. Wow. That sounds great. Gosh. Hey. hey. I didn't make it up. You're in the that process of doing it. We all know that's your plan. I know that's your plan deep down. <laughs> You've been planning this for a while. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I love my therapist. She's totally changed my life. So if I could even do a quarter of what she does, I mean, it would be amazing. That's awesome. <clears throat> I love my therapist, too. She <laughs> listens to the show. Hello to my therapist. Hey. Hello to my therapist. Hey. <laughs> That's cool. So tell me about this. I'm excited. I still have a while left. Tell me about this boyfriend. What's the deal with the boyfriend? Good guy? He's so good. He's like, um, he's really, really fantastic. Really, really awesome. Not only is he awesome, but um, his family is 
awesome and the best. And um, his parents are still around and, and uncle and cousins and stuff. And I just really love, I mean, I'm just kind of so lucky that if I don't have my parents around that I have um, his awesome parents and, uh, and they love my son, which is really great too. And um yeah, I, he's he's a really I just I really lucked out with him. I I don't know that we're gonna take a stroll down the aisle again, <laughs> but we're gonna be together. We you know discussed that like we're committed, but um, I think neither of us is sort of ready to go get married. Has he been married before as well? Y- yes. Uh-huh. So you both are like been been through that. No thanks. Right. Wow. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad institution. I'm not anti-people getting married. I just, I feel like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. And it's, it ain't broke. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he's good. Him and your son get along? They do. And he has, um, he has two kids also on the way at college. Um, and one stays with us, you know, every every other week or so. And, um, yeah, they, they all get along pretty good. I gotta say, I hope this doesn't sound horrifically insensitive. Outside of the fact that your entire family for generations has been ravaged by cancer, you really got life figured out. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it took me a little while, you know. What's the secret? I'm 46, and I feel like it just happened. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You've got wisdom. You've got wisdom. You've really lived. What's the secret? What's the secret to staying this positive? Good question. Um, I mean, I think I have to some degree always kind of been, you know, a positive person. Um, I think you have to kind of start out that way. But, um, I, you know, I'm not just putting in a plug because I'm going to be a therapist someday. But I think having therapy for many, many years has been um, so, so, so helpful. Um and, you know, now I just, you know, I definitely had a different perspective on life now after kind of, you know, one thing after another, after another, you know, divorce and my dad and my mom and me and, you know, one after another, it, it just kind of like, if you're not, if I could either like lay in bed and cry every day, which I really couldn't do because I had a son, but, you know, or kind of say, get up, get off your ass and go do something. Get off your ass and go do something. I think that's a good motto. I think that's a good, (laughs) very real, applicable, non-melodramatic motto in life. Get off your ass, do Mm -hmm. something. Can I ask you something? This is going to, this people might, people might get mad at me because this is going to sound insensitive, but I'm asking it only because I'm genuinely interested. Because you just listed, okay. you just listed the examples of all the different things that could have that you could have bought into that could have led to a lot of negativity. That you're saying, nope, I'm not going to let those things define me. Out out of all these things you've dealt with, can you rank them? Like which which ones? Which what was the most? Which ones were the most? Ne- what were the hardest ones? Living through cancer, losing people to cancer, divorce. These are all things that can really create speed bumps in life. You've navigated mm-hmm. those waters. You have a very happy life. Let's rank the horrors. Let's rank the horrors. Having cancer, <laughs> losing someone to cancer, divorce. Which ones were most... Let's start with the least horrible to the most horrible, recognizing that they were all horrible. Or as I say, right. having grown up in New okay. Jersey, horrible. That's how I said it growing up, horrible. So I grew up in Jersey. Excellent. And then everybody, when I got to New York, everybody started making fun of me because I said horrible and terrible. I was only a New Jersey thing. It's not a New York thing also. No, that's the thing. The stereotypical New York accent that people talk about is largely dying out. I mean, pockets of Brooklyn and Queens and Staten Island and Jersey, but that, that there is no such thing as that joysy accent. That that whole thing was just an SNL skit. Nobody says joysy ever. Uh, the Jersey accent <laughs> sounds a little bit more like what, what the world recognizes as like the traditional Lower East Side um, like Jewish accent, I think, like a little bit more Woody Allen-ish, but maybe a little watered down. Mm-hmm. Horrible, terrible coffee dog, that type of thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's rank so the horrors. You. Let's rank the horrors. Losing someone to cancer, divorce, <laughs> having cancer. You're going to tell us least horrible to most horrible, which, how they <laughs> affected your life. 
Well, probably had you asked me before all of this, you know, a lot of this happened, um, I would have said the divorce was definitely the worst, but I now consider that actually the least horrible. Um, I think it was the right course of action and um, it's turned out fine and my ex and I get along and everything. So that's definitely the least. Um, I probably actually put my, my own cancer next in the least. Um, and then my boyfriend and then, or I didn't include my dad in there, I guess. Um, my dad probably after my divorce and then me and then my boyfriend and my mom's passing probably. Yeah. I think it's almost a toss up because for the top two, because um, my mom is, I'm really going to like, I feel like I'm totally like half bringing, you know, this down and half not because I'm, not crying about it, but, um, like literally no joke. The week after my mom passed away is when we found out my boyfriend had cancer. Oh, so it was such like a crazy hard time of emotions. Um, I almost kind of like lumped them together, you know, because yeah. we right at the same time. Wow. That is brutal. That is brutal. Mm-hmm. How long was your how long was your boyfriend dealing with it? How long did you have to be in the trenches on that one? Um, he had pretty hardcore um treatment um for gosh, um because my mom passed away in May. Um probably like five, six months, pretty well, maybe not that long. Maybe like four or five months of kind of like really he was really miserable during his treatment. Um and then kind of recovering from it um another couple months. Uh just like the like side effects from the treatment. Um so yeah, probably about like half a year or total of really kind of in it. And that's on the heels. That starts the week after your mother passes. Well we found out then, I mean he didn't start his treatment. Yeah. Like immediately, immediately, but um, yeah. How are you not yeah. curled up in the fetal position all day, every day? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, right after my mom passed away and all this was going on, and you know, he was miserable. I mean, uh, there were, you know, there was a lot of hard times. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. There was a lot of, a lot of tears, a lot of, um, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through, kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah, but overall. You're someone who who wants to live a life that you love. That's what I'm picking up on. Exactly. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to sure. sit around dwelling. You don't want to sit around being negative. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I mean, I you know, it's you know, it, it can be nerve wracking. You know, especially with both of us. Um, you know, having had cancer, and you know, sometimes you know, you get a little. I think it never leaves your mind of you know, like, oh, God, it's going to come back, and I feel something weird, or is this weird thing going to be something, and whatever. So, um, like, it's hard kind of for both of us not, I mean, we're both pretty rational, but we, I think we could both, in our own heads, kind of be like, no, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I'm really glad I'm having this call today myself, because I've been in a pissy. You are? Well, I've been in a pissy mood all day, and ask me the reason. What's the reason? Literally no reason. Just kind of woke up pissy and just decided to stay pissy for no reason. (laughs) Things are going great. Things are going better for me than they ever have by anybody's standards, including my own. I've been on a hot streak. I I got a great wife the past two years, and I just woke up like this. And I've been acting like that all day. (laughs) And then I talk to you, and you're like, my whole life has been riddled with death, near death, Divorce, but you know what? I'm gonna get motivated, get a master's degree, travel, live, love, be happy, be cool with myself, make the improvements in my life I need to make both mentally and physically so I can look in the mirror, feel good, know who I am, and attack life head on. And uh and 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 all with a very with a smile on your face that I can feel through the phone as you're crouched next to an outlet at work, and here's me. Mm, mm, uh. <laughs> I feel so busy because I'm a comedian. Oh, oh, I work for like an hour and a half every night. That's me walking around like an ungrateful little shit. That's me. That's me. Well, people are allowed to be in bad moods for no reason. 
Yeah, you know what? The last thing this call should turn into is is you letting me off the hook for my bad move. What a self-serving, <laughs> shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. What do I don't you, know what else to tell you because I've like spilled all my guts, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot. What's the coolest thing? What's the coolest thing about being a single mom? Because if there's anybody that can find the positive in being a single mom... Are there experiences you feel like you get as a single mom that you wouldn't have had if you were married to your your son's father? That because if there's I, I, here's one thing I've learned about you in the past thirty seven minutes. If there's anybody who can find the positive in a situation other people view as tough, I'm on the phone with her right now. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and pause right there. I'm gonna tell you I wasn't sure if that was a cool question to ask, but where do you hear her answer? Really honest, and I uh, I enjoy it greatly. We'll be back with that answer and so much more after we hear from our sponsors. The holidays are here, and that means more so than usual. Even the post office, it's packed with everybody mailing holiday gifts. You have to get business packages or mailings out. You really do not have time right now to go to the post office. And here's what you, here's what you need to do. You sign up for Stamps.com. Trust me on this. With Stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you would do at the post office, you do it from home anyway, where you, you, you sit in your underwear and do it. You're home. You live your life. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Then just hand it to the mailman and you're done. Sign up now. Within minutes, you can start buying and printing your own postage. It's really easy, really convenient. My wife's been using it. She loves it. She told me She told me the other day. I just asked her yesterday, how you like the stamps.com? She said, it's easy to use and I'm saving money. It doesn't get better than that. That's an endorsement from my wife. She tells it like it is. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com. Use my promo code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. Four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including postage in a digital scale. Do not wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BEAUTIFUL. That's Stamps.com. Enter BEAUTIFUL. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Remember, I just asked her, uh, what's the best part of being a single parent? Let's hear that answer. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, I mean, you know, it can be hard, certainly, but um, and we've been doing it for a while, too, so that makes it a little bit more um, easy on everybody, I think. But, um, you know, funny enough, I think one of the things, especially when you have a teenager, um, is that he does um, week on, week off you know, with me and his dad and, mm. um, having a week off is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I miss him. Um, but usually like by the Sunday where he's going back with his dad, I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a 13 year old kid, a 13 year old kid, having been 13, I can imagine my parents would have loved a, a week off twice a month having dealt with me. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. And you know what? Let's go ahead and also give you an award for this. That's a very honest answer, and I think uh, I think people appreciate it. What's the best thing about being a single parent? I get two weeks off a month. That is pretty basic. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I would say probably in the past, I probably um, had more a difficult time when he was younger because he was, you know, super, you know, like younger and more like lovey-dovey. And now he's a little bit more mopey, um, but still a good kid. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice to have a little break. Um, but one more, I guess, more um, a nice thing to say, which is true. Um, this might also be just having one kid, too. Um, that like he and I, even um, since he and my boyfriend, I've been together, like still just do... Um, like my boyfriend and I will do vacations with each other and no kids. And then when we, um, will often do like a trip, like me with my son and him with his kids separately. And, um, it's really fun doing like one-on-one, like alone time, um, you know, with my son and going on vacation, just him and I and stuff. And it always has been, you know, forever when we've done that. So that's cool. It's, it's nice. It's nice having that. And, you know, you don't have another person there to change the dynamic. And and how's it? Here's something I have a question about about parenting in the modern age, if I may. Slight diversion, mm-hmm. because I'm 36, you're 46. 
we grew up in slightly mm-hmm. different ways, but your son is growing up in literally a different world than we grew up in. It's just a fact. There's things your son has grown up with that you and I are still like, are we living in Star Trek? Like cell phones and the internet. People forget, I'm 36 years old. We didn't have the internet until I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And and I remember figuring it out. It was like by dialing into BBS systems and you download, eighth grade boy, I'd download a a nudie picture. It would take 11 minutes to see a boob. Like that's what the internet was in the early days. Your son has grown up with this. So do you see like... Do you see things in your son and your son's experience where you're like, that is eerily close to who I was in eighth grade, or or, or is it just a different thing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you still get to feel like, oh, I recognize the experiences he's having and bond with him over those on, in some way, or recognize them? Um, I mean, I would say for the most part, especially also being a boy, too, um, you know, I think it is a very different experience because girls, you know, are, I, I feel like a little bit crazier at that age um, with hormones and such. But, um, but, you know, the other day was kind of funny. I actually, we actually had a conversation where um, we, I took him to a movie. One of me took him to a movie, which is unusual, but... So just the two of us, and I think he was, like, super, like, oh, my God, if someone sees me going to movie with my mom, it'll be the end of the world. And so I kind of said to him, like, oh, are you going to be really embarrassed if, you know, you see a friend? And he was like, oh, yeah, kind of. I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I totally like that, too. And he was like, what? And I I was 13 at some point, and I was totally mortified, you know, about my parents (laughs) and everything. And he just totally was like, I, I can't, I don't believe that, you know? And I'm so, I mean, some things, you know, of course don't change, um, but a lot definitely yeah. does change. What so. movie, what movie did you see? It's weird. Uh, we saw that middle school movie. It was a movie called middle school. Oh, I would, um, I have to imagine I would never see that based on my, um, my experience <laughs> with middle school. Right. Yeah, I think really you'd only go see it if you had a middle school age. <laughs> how is it watching a kid go to middle school? Middle school is the worst. Are, are you, like when your kid gets to sixth, seventh grade, are you just like, ah, oh, fuck? I remember what this was like. <laughs> this poor guy's gonna have to go through that. Everybody just raging with hormones and fighting, and the late bloomers are late blooming, and then you got another kid with a full beard. And every, everybody's just <laughs> horny. Everybody's horny out of nowhere, and they don't even know what that is. Everybody just feels guilty oh. all the time because they're horny. Is your kid dating? Does your kid oh, have girlfriends and stuff? Horny. Horny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was too much. I am not a parent, so I can still make jokes like that. I'm sorry to put that idea in your head when you're the one who has a son. Uh, I meant that purely theoretically, of course. Is but, like, is your son dating? Does he have? Is, is your son uh, feeling that out? Is that weird? Um, you know, he definitely has had girls that he likes that he has told me periodically when I ask. Um, I try not to pry too much because he doesn't like it, but um, no girlfriend. I know he, like a friend, a couple friends of his have had uh, a girlfriend, and I, don't, I still don't really get what that means in eighth grade because I don't really remember <laughs> what that meant in eighth grade for me. Because I, I, you know, I kind of like, oh, they kiss, they hold hands, and he says, no, I don't know if that's truthful, but. Um, yeah, he definitely has, uh, you know, girls that he's interested in and stuff. Um, and definitely this year has been a change in, like, every morning we have to make sure his hair looks good. Whoa, he's stylish. Yeah, so um, otherwise he looks, you know, pretty typical 13-year-old shorts and T-shirt, but he likes to really, like, every morning we have to make sure his hair looks good. <laughs> so he's dressing just like everybody else, but hair, he's setting the bar. Setting the bar at the junior yeah. high school. That's cool. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. That's... yeah, I think he's pretty shy. He's really into sports, and I think he wouldn't have any idea, like, what to talk to a girl about, you know, like, if she's not into sports, like, <laughs> I think he would be at a loss. But, um, but yeah, he's a, good, he's a good kid, but it is weird. I mean, it, middle school is weird, and it does kind of, like, cringeworthy, but... Um, Something about high school kind of even next year freaks me out a little bit more. I think just more in the dating and like sex and internet yeah. and that kind of thing. Things start moving real fast, real fast. 
And how's that work as a single mom? Like, do you do you and his dad have to discuss like the actual? Like, do you and his dad have to get on the phone and say like who's going to do the birds and bees talk? Like, do you have to hash out all those different things? Um, like, what kind of talk did you say? Like, do you have to like say like who's giving the birds and bees talk or like who's gonna? Like there's different like there's different like parental responsibilities that are a little bit more about like life guidance. Do you have to like check in with his dad, make sure that that's happening, or or even discuss who's going to do what? I think it's but no, not really. I mean, unless it's something that like we're talking about ahead of time. Um, anyway, like oh, you know, maybe we should blah blah. But often things come up sort of organically. I mean, like, I, I just talk a lot to him. I think I talk more to him than maybe his dad does. I mean, just in general, you know, I just have more, like, asking more questions about things mm-hmm. in his life. And so then I think things could tend to come up more, like, you know, I, I told him about the birds and the bees because he asked me, just happened to ask me because he oh. heard something on TV. And, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> what, what, what show What show is he watching? Do you remember what show he was watching? Well, it, it was like, it was funny because I was actually watching something and it wasn't even bad, but he heard the word sex and he was in the other room and came in and then was like, what's sex? So he'd been looking for, and, he was like waiting for the door to, he had this on his mind and then he heard it and he was like, that's my in. Right. And then yeah. do you have that moment where you're like, oh, why did I have the volume up so loud? Well, it's funny because he was just kind of standing like in the doorway and I was like, well, this is like a bigger discussion. It's not like a sentence, you know? So I'm like kind of thinking he'd be like, oh man, whatever, you know? I was like, so if you want to have like a discussion, we can, but it's not going to take two seconds, you know? And he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to, you got to go ahead and pause, you know, whatever you want. What you, whatever you're watching, that you got to go and pause uh, Blackish that night. You got to pause Modern Family. <laughs> Have that. Wow. Yeah. How'd he handle it? Um, he thought it was disgusting. Wow. And this was like, this was several years ago, but <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, like that. Like that sounds horrible. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of. <laughs> It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> gross. Like, physically, it's super fun once you get into it. Anyway, I don't know why I just said that. Uh, I got awkward. I got awkward about the idea of having a birds and bees talk, and you're the one who had to do it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awkward. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awkward. And then, and, you, But, I, you know, I always, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, do you have to call his dad and say, like, well, he knows about that now. I did. I did at that point because that was kind of a big, <laughs> and I bet a he, big thing to. Yeah. And do you think he's just like silently on, the, like he's just like yes on the other end of the phone because he didn't have to do it? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think he laughed because he kind of you know was like, what he you know what how he react and whatever and, um, yeah, I think he was just kind of laughing like you know, ho ho sucker, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I talked to him about a lot of stuff like that. I just, you know, I want him. I feel like, um, I know, like, I was really sheltered when I was a kid, and I, I didn't know, like, what stuff meant, you know, at all. And I kind of try and, like, be really open about that kind of stuff, like, if something sort of comes up, and sometimes I'll be like, do you know what that means? You know, if you see something, or one of his friends, you know, sometimes I took him up from school, his friends would say something, and when they get out of the car, I'm like, do you know what that means? And if he says no, then I tell him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's okay for him to know what, you know, certain things mean. That's cool. What are these things? What are these things that these people are saying in the car that you're like, I have to sort this out? <laughs> I don't remember, like right before his friends got out of the car, there was some, um, can I say anything? Is this, I feel weird kind of saying this, but um, there was some like oral sex reference that I think they thought they were getting by me kind of thing. Oh. And oh, that yeah. must be so weird for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, it was sort of, and I don't, I really don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't like um, totally. Um, 
like an explicit, you know, remark. But um, so I kind of thought that I didn't know what it was. Oh, I just said his name. Oh my god! That's gosh, okay. We'll that bleep out? it. Yeah, we're gonna bleep it. We're marking the time code right now, <laughs> so we can bleep that. Bleep the names. No names. Oh my god! You would so I, kill me. I Thank also want to say too, we had one episode. <laughs> Jared, did you know this? I don't think I don't think you produced this one. We had an episode where we told somebody we would bleep their loved one's name, and we bleeped it once, and then left it in like three other times. And I got so oh. many tweets. I got so many tweets, and I was so I didn't even respond to the tweets because I was like, "Oh, that's bad." But we'll make sure we bleep that. We'll bleep that one. We'll scrub this one clean. So anyway, so oral sex Thank comes you. up. Oh my god, that's okay. Yes, and so. I I asked him if he knew what they were referring to, and he kind of was weird and like, well, yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't want to. I'm like, it's okay if you don't. I'm, and he's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, I explained it. And I just felt like if his friends are going to mention something, I don't want him to be like the one kid who's like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. And I would imagine there's another I don't layer. Know, maybe that's weird. No, cause you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not a parent. I don't know if that's weird. But I think there's another aspect of it, too, which is like if you – because I remember me and all my little friends making jokes, but it's like if you always go like, well, here's the reality check of what that means, I bet that also means that your son is going to like think twice before just throwing things around casually, and it's probably going to make him a respectful dude. I hope so. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this isn't just like a yeah. thing to giggle about. This is a thing that people will – deal with and you'll experience and other people experience and maybe you should know what it is before the jokes fly around. I think that's a good policy. I think that's a good policy. What a, this is, this is we packed a lot. Yeah, I tell you, we got about eight and a half minutes left. There's a lot of meat on the bones of this oh. call. A lot of meat on the bones of this I one. I know. We've covered a lot. I went, it went by so, so quickly too. I'm, you know, crouched down and I'm not even like uncomfortable or anything. Your, <laughs> phone's, like your phone's still not charged at all, huh? You still haven't picked up a charge. Well, I haven't, I haven't taken that to look and I just didn't want to chance it. You know, yeah. I have kind of an older phone. So I get that. I get that. Look at that. We've covered, we've covered surviving cancer. We've covered being a single mom. We've covered how I'm kind of a, a crabby piece of shit. We've covered, we've covered <laughs> sex talks. We've covered everything. Whatever you need. How long until you get your master's degree? It's going to be a while. It's kind of a slow program because I work, you know, because of all the other stuff that I'm doing. It's it's pretty slow. But I probably have like a year of like schoolwork, and then you know you have to do like internships and that kind of thing. So I probably have like about a year and a half before I graduate. And your internships are you going to go into like you like uh, mental health clinics and 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 stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, um, you know, organizations that have, you know, therapy and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. I'm a big proponent of uh, I'm a big proponent of the mental health myself. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I really I, I mean, I think everybody I, I literally think that everybody should have therapists. I think that <laughs> the world would be a happier place if they did. But. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I feel like I. I got friends of mine who who are like, oh, I'm, I'm glad you talk about that stuff on stage, but I don't know, it's not for me. And it's like, I think you're missing out. You have you, mm-hmm. you. It's like, it's like lowest level. You have this person in your life who you're paying them money so you can kind of vent and complain, and they just have to right. like, they just have to like listen and then tell you what they think, and then you get that stuff off your chest. Feels good. Mm-hmm. You're like a paid Absolutely. confidant. A paid confidant. Right. And they don't have any like investments as far as like they're not friends with your boyfriend or, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's not anything like that. It's so nice. I feel like half of therapy for me is I give I give a lady money and I'm like, I'm just going to say all the crazy shit that's in my brain that I know is a little outlandish about all these different things I've dealt with and people. And I'm just going to say this so I can say it. And I know it's not totally the reality. And then you can tell me all the parts that are true and the parts that don't seem as true. And then I've vented all, I've, you know, ranted, ranted about this coworker of mine and now I can let it go and just be normal around them. I feel like that's a pretty good thing to have in life. Absolutely. I think it's cool that you're, you're going to go do it. I think that's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be really good for me and, um, 
yeah, I just, I feel, I definitely feel like I kind of missed my calling and now I'm back on track. That's cool. What's the next vacation you yeah. got planned with the boyfriend? Um, we actually just went, we just went for like a road trip, which I won't say where, um, close by as like a two hour drive, um, which was fun, just kind of like to get out of town. But um, I don't know. I think we might, um, I don't know, we're thinking maybe like Chicago. I'm not That's sure. Cool. I'm not sure. Probably not like a big international um, trip. Yeah. You say, here's a weird, here's a simple question. Are you, uh, now that you got these tattoos, like, are you, I bet the next time you go to the beach, you're going to, you're going to enjoy that. <laughs> like showing them off kind of thing? Yeah. It sounds, cause I mean, it sounds like you said before, the scars were tough. Didn't like looking at them. I bet the, I bet you had to, I bet, I bet now you can, uh, just go, uh, relax on the beach a little more. Right. I don't know. I don't know why that yeah, popped into my head. Yeah. For sure. And in fact, you can even like what I'm wearing to work today, you can kind of see like a little tiny bit of like some of the um, vines and stuff that I have off of the flowers. And um, yeah, I kind of like it because I think um, I think people sometimes often view me as, you know, a little bit like, you know, rule follower, which I, you know, I am to some degree, but um I kind of, um, my, my son actually said that he thought that I was kind of a badass for having like the tattoos. And so I kind of, I'm like, I am a little bit of a badass. So I'm going to like <laughs> shut off. I'm not. I love that. I love that he said that. And I love hearing you in that tone of voice go, I am a little bit of a badass. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I am a little bit of a badass. I think that's good. That's cool. Yeah, I think I haven't let the badass come out um, quite enough as as uh, I should. So, yeah, well, I don't know. Traditional, if we're if we're talking badass in the sense of now you got tattoos and that's like relates to like the uh, the old like b- like the biker image badass, sure. But I think I think everybody listening feels like you've been a badass for a while. I do my best. What's that? I do my best. Oh, I thought you said I'm the best. <laughs> I was like, that seems no, no, out of I character. Seems out of character based on everything we've <laughs> talked about for the prior 47 minutes. You do your best. Well, you've done your best, and I think it's yeah. it's really it's truly genuinely very inspiring to hear about. It's going to make me work a little harder to do my best and not take so many things for granted. Thanks. Thank you. We've got about two and a half minutes left. You can say and do whatever you want with them. You know, I know, like, it's kind of cliche. I mean, I think people always say this, but, you know, I really love your podcast. I think it's just so awesome. And um, I love that you're doing this. And I mean, just that you're, like, taking the time to listen to, like, my crap and everyone else's crap. And it's it's really, really cool. And I will tell you that actually, oddly enough, because I'm, like, super hardcore Democrat liberal, I loved your the one that you had the, the Trump lady on because I thought you were such a a good listener and a, you were really fair to her. And it kind of gave me like a, a check in my head, like, you know, you don't have to just be like the jerk about it, you know, to say well, that to myself. Thanks. And it was a lesson to so. me too. It was like we all, I think, because I am, I am a Democrat as well, or at the very least a liberal outside of the, uh, you know, party politics. This is all, all this scary stuff. It's coming from somewhere, and we better not all just keep brushing each other off because that's things are getting a little too scary. But it seems like that's almost over. Thank God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Maybe by the time we even put this one out, we'll all be giggling and saying, "Remember how weird that was? Remember, remember that weird year of life? Why did we allow that to happen? That might be might be happening by the." Or many of us will be fleeing across oceans to different countries. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Then I'll really be like in the fetal position crying in my bed. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I, I can handle anything else. That's what it'll take. <laughs> That's what it'll take. After losing both parents, almost losing your boyfriend, almost losing yourself, going through a nasty divorce, <laughs> redefining your life over and over again. If Trump's president, that's what will break you. <laughs> 
Well, I think we'll all know by the time this comes out, and hopefully we're all laughing about this. I want to thank you genuinely for calling. That's so nice that you like the podcast. You say I'm a good listener, but I don't get to be a good listener unless people like you call in. And when you say things that are this fascinating and inspiring, it makes my job very easy. So thank you for it. Yay, thank you. Thank you. It was really fun talking to you. Yeah, you too. Once again, thank you to that caller. That was like a checklist of things in her life that I think all of us would say living through one of those things um, is pretty tough, let alone all four or five of the things that she laid out. But I bet I'm not the only one walking away from that conversation going, you know what? I'm going to really appreciate what I got. And, and, uh, and, and thank you for that. Thank you so sincerely for that. What a pleasant conversation. And I hope you and your boyfriend and your son and all the people in your life just meet with all the positivity and happiness that you deserve. I want to thank so many people, the Reverend John Delore, Greta Cohn, Jared O'Connell, Shell Shag for the intro music. People are always asking me who does the music. It's Shell Shag. If you want to know more about me, chrisgeth.com. And most importantly, I got this off-Broadway show going right now. It's about my issues with depression. It's really funny. Got a New York Times critic pick. Judd Apatow's producing it. CareerSuicideShow.com. And also, thank you, everybody who supports Beautiful Anonymous. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It really genuinely helps so much. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, we hear what life is like inside a cult you never expected to wind up in. Eventually, I guess, I discovered it was a cult. Ended up in a hospital. But yeah, that like should have been a red flag. Is that what like everybody, did every female member of this cult wear that have long hair in a bun? Yes, yes, they did. It's like a uniform. Is it like an extreme sect of an existing religion? Is it its own thing? Does it have its own theology? What are we talking here? It, it's definitely a religious-based cult. I ended up like years later when I was out of it. I Googled it. That's next time on Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. Hello, I'm John Lennon, and I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time with all my new Earwolf merch. Just look at what Earwolf added to their store this year. Make your friends jealous, guys, with the brand new Earwolf activity book. Go on a magical mystery tour in your Hello from the Magic Tavern t-shirt. Shake it up, baby, with the longest, shortest time baby onesie. And there's gear from Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, and so much more. Imagine all the deals. Go to store.earwolf.com today and use the promo code HOHO to get 15% off your purchase if you order by December 10th. Pick up a great gift for the podcast fan in your life this holiday season. Drums. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit earwolf.com. Earwolf.